Hi dudes, welcome to Podjucate, the podcast platform that supports early and budding careers in advertising and media, um, the lowdown on um, advertising careers, people's journeys, what they think about things going on in the industry, etc. I just wanted to insert this sort of um, welcome into the podcast because I was actually so comfortable with Shan that I didn't um, do that properly at the beginning. Also, um, I wanted to reiterate a message that you'll hear at the end of the episode about an event that I'm putting on with my mentor, Tolo Ferinto. Um, it's on the 24th of October. Um, it's being held at Mr. President and it is from 6.30 to 9. Um, it is a juniors mixer for young people who need to know more about the industry. Um, there's going to be some sick creatives um, showcasing their work. We're going to be having a conversation and then um, there's a portion to mingle. So um, do look that up on Eventbrite um, and I hope to see some of you there. Enjoy the episode. I don't know, I'm, I'm nervous now. Like I'm oh. never nervous. I know. <laughs> Why are you nervous? <laughs> I have no You've idea. Maybe times. I haven't done it for a little while. So I'm just like, oh, I'm like, oh wait a second, what's happening now? Lol. Maybe it's different okay. settings, I'm just getting nervous. Um, do you feel like you want to sing a jingle or something? I mean, oh. Yeah, because you're going to sing it for <laughs> No, um, would you like to introduce yourself? Because to be honest, I'm not sure if you want to go as Shanice, Shan or Shani. And I'm like, Shani. You can call me Shan. Okay. But, the, the, not the public, but everyone else doesn't really call me Shan. Just like people that I know know. Oh, do you know what I mean? and I just jumped but Shan. Shan no, 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 of course you can call me Shan. Shani or Shanice is fine. I don't mind. So I can just say that. Okay, sure. You want you can go in. I can introduce yeah. myself now. Yeah. Okay. So I am Shani or Shanice, but Shani's cool. And I am the co founder and head of talent at the Elephant Room, which is a creative company based in South London. And I'm also the brand manager at Guap Magazine, which is an underground music and entertainment magazine. And then I do a whole lot of bunch of stuff like panels, public speaking and my own event and everything. Amazing intro. So last name. So Shanice or Shani Mears. Mears, yeah. Okay, amazing. But you can catch me as Shani Loves because a lot of people actually do think that's my last name now. So Loves. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, don't have your LinkedIn then. <laughs> But yeah, no, she needs me as yeah for the formal, for the formal side of things. When I first met you, I ge- I genuinely thought your name was Shani, so it was the day of the shoot, and then you called and you're like, yeah, Shanice, and I was like, who's Shanice? I was so yeah, baffled. Yeah, yeah. I was like, who is Shanice? Oh my yeah, god, I thought yeah. your name was genuinely Shani. So I'm like, oh, so that's why I think that's why I jumped from Sh- from Shani to Shan so quickly. Yeah, because <laughs> to me, your name was Shani. So I'm like yeah, yeah, the shortening yeah. of Shani. Some people do Shani. think that. Yeah. Some people do think that my name is Shani, and I'm like, nah, like I, d- I didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, to be f- to be fair, all my like my like childhood friends are like he calls you that. He calls me Shani. Shani. Guys, hilarious. Okay, so you spoke a little bit about the elephant room. I guess we'll come back to that, but we'll speak mm-hmm. about your other roles. Mm-hmm. So I've written down a few bits here. So you do um girls talk. Yeah. Is, that, is that the official title? So, Girls Talk Ambassador. Well, talk yeah, G- uh, Girls Talk London, yeah, and um, Girls Let's Talk. So, Girls Talk London, shout out Vanessa, who's like like a proper inspo, like everyday inspo. Um, she is the CEO, founder of Girls Talk London, which is a organisation aimed to help girl, like young girls, like millennial 
into just their careers like personal development like any sort of stem they, they do a lot of work with like stem students we do we get an up, a lot of opportunities through like events and stuff like that and when i first moved to london i became an ambassador just to sort of get to know more girls in london and understand how to sort of uh i don't know i suppose heighten myself in my career i suppose and vanessa's helped me a lot through that and also um as an umbrella of girls talk london i began an event which is my own called girls let's talk and it was just aimed to sort of meet the idea was really to just meet more girls i just wanted to understand more women in london so i started this event it was super intimate and now it's like grown like i get like anything between say 50 to 80 people but it's nice because now i could sort of introduce them and them so I've got to know guys over the time. Mm-hmm. We have like really cool, uh, intimate conversations about various things, gender roles, um, you know, pay gaps, love and relationships, and like loads of different things. Um, finance, like it's, like it's cool. What is there a way that people stay connected outside of um, the events then under the Girls um, Talk um, umbrella? I'd say like a lot of people I've known like through my event have met through that mm. but like it's not really a case where I've got anything that's officially set up where people like stay connected but everyone's like still like mad connected to me like I've made like quite a few connections through girls talk mm. or girls let's talk and like collaborations and stuff but then I also have a, a recent thing I've started called the guest list mm. which is like an email network chain where people can again like build uh, relationships or mm get opportunities or access to events or anything like that that I thought was sort of necessary again for people to sort of just find out what's happening really Mm. amongst us you are really good at connections aren't you you are the queen of connections honestly I just look at you and I think I wish I could be friendly like that (laughs) no Mm. you know what I just for me it's, it's more like I just think it's just necessary like I just think you know what I, and I'm not even that old, but, so I'm 24, but I think I've been interested in, like, the creative industry since I was about 17, Mm. so that's, like, say, the past seven, eight years, and it was, especially coming from Birmingham, it was so, so difficult to connect with people, Mm. I found it, like, really daunting, quite scary at times, made me proper anxious, I didn't really know who to talk to, how to reach out to people. And I was just like, this is just rubbish, man. I was like, if I ever get in a position where I can make connecting less daunting or less sort of hard, Mm. then I'd 100% do that for anyone and anybody. You do have to empathise with it to to do it, definitely. 100%. So I see that. Awesome. So are there any other, like, oh, so have you spoken about your, um, your position as talent and brand manager at Guap magazine. Guap. Guap. Yeah. I had to think about Guap, that. Yeah, like shout out <laughs> my boys, uh, Ibrahim and Jide. They're like my brothers. But yeah, like Guap. So Guap is an entertainment and music magazine. Like we became the world's first video magazine three years ago. I joined two, like about two and a bit years ago now. And uh, initially it was just Ibrahim and Jide. And they brought me on and I built out the team. So now we have our editors. Amazing. Um, music editors fashion editor arts and culture editor was formerly this girl called Kalisha but we're now recruiting a new one and then we have our writers we have our stylists we have our art director and we also have 
uh, video and my photography team. So it's about 23 of us at the moment. That's um, We also have a playlist manager for our Spotify. And it's, yeah, it's, it's an amazing thing actually. Like that's one thing that makes me like really uh, happy and sort of build my confidence a bit in like just team building. Cause when, when it was just today and Ibrahim, like it was necessary to build on a team. And mm. like, now we've built on an amazing team and they've got like really great opportunities after us. And I think that's thanks to Guap. So yeah, shout out that. And yeah, I just do uh, a lot of the collaboration stuff. Like at the moment we're working on something We've, we are Stripes for Black History Month, which is really cool. Uh, we've done collaborations with people like Afropunk. We've done the mm. warm-up party last year. Uh, me and Ibrahim spoke on the panel this year. Uh, we've done stuff with people like Nike, uh, South Bank, um, ICA. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's pretty cool still how we can sort of build what we've done and then now build that into other institutions and organizations so you're like a proper pioneer of like what <laughs> oh my gosh proper pioneer. honestly i think every day it don't me more and more how much you're really like doing or working <laughs> and it's it was even like my friend rianne who i mentioned earlier who like brought it to my attention that you were part of co-op and i was like wait a second how has this not clicked like, <laughs> i've seen it but it just didn't click in my brain yeah 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 guapi's yeah guapi's a big um a big part of me and I suppose I'm a big part of that um like yeah when I met Ibrahim we, we like we were just friends in fact like he was just my homeboy I was I, like he would come to mind do some guap work I'd 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 probably like write I've, I think I've I contributed to the issue like issue five or something issue five or four I'd done a big piece um on mm. Wall Street um, and I was just like I can write but I can definitely do more like mm. if you really need me to and he was just like, yeah, I need a team, man. I was like, yeah, I can do that. And then, then yeah, we just Oh, that's that. sick. And that was actually like a proper, it's proper staple in sort of the culture, if you will. Do you know what I mean? And it's, yeah. yeah, it's amazing to know just how much you sort of put towards it. Yeah. But well, you said to me the other day, funny enough, that you thought you needed a, a side hustle. Yeah, like... I feel like you have so much... If I were you, I'd be sleeping. <laughs> I'd be sleeping. Like, I get exhausted how much I have going on at the moment. If I had things that were doing so successful and so many things aren't, like, that's it. Uh, I'm love, sleeping. That's it. I'm, <laughs> that's done. it. I'm done. I'm done. No, you know what, though? That's funny enough because I actually have a sleeping disorder. Yeah. And it's like... It, it's mad because I feel like, oh, shit, I sleep too much. Sorry, can I swear? But yeah, no. I sleep too much. Like, I'm like, oh, bloody hell, I need to do something. So that's how I picked up dancing again because I'm like, nah, I need to I need to get active. Like, I need to start doing stuff. But <laughs> yeah, I suppose it's true. You think that's just the way you work, that you like to just do things? Yeah, I like to do stuff, but then more often than not, I feel like I'm not doing enough. Mm. Um. And then it's only when people reach out to me and be like, oh, you know, like I seen you do this. And I'm like, that's so nice. Like, oh, yay. And then I'm like, I, could, I, I need to do more now. Because <laughs> like, I feel like even though, even though, yes, like I do do a lot, like, and I do sort of try and manage my time as much as possible. Like some things I do have to say no to now. But I do think that like, it's a constant doing. Like mm. I have to, I have to do something. Yeah. So, it's never enough really if you know what I mean so yeah so you're like a creative person or like a a, a proactive creative person and that's how you are yeah a proactive creative person but I feel like I'm, I'm more like a facilitator yeah do you think okay so it's, that's interesting I want to hone that back into sort of 
the structure of advertising then? Because this mm. is a podcast platform where we speak about advertising and roles within, within advertising and the personalities that make it up and sort of different avenues of getting in. Mm. So thinking about you, sort of, um, you described yourself as a facilitator and also have you ever been sort of like the person that's a an art director or a creative director or that kind of role? Has it always been your place as sort of like culture and facilitating and connections and brand? I think I've always been a facilitator, like, mm. a, like a funny story, like quick recap. When I was 18, 19, mm. I started this brand called Creative Recruit. Okay. And the idea was to recruit creative people to collaborate and then sort of just do events. And like, it was like the elitist, so like the best of the best are like fashion with music and music mm. with poetry and all of that. Mm. And then like, now I think about it, I'm like, kind of do that mm. now but it's just evolved yeah and it's so mad how early on I was tapping into that sort of skill set but mm. not really knowing what I was doing because everything was sort of just on a whim like I, was, I just yeah. want to connect with bare cool people <laughs> but um but actually I have I, like I, do, I can do creative direction mm. and um but not I, obviously you said advertising I don't think it falls into really advertising per se mm. because obviously I used to be a dancer mm. so it was more like choreography creative direction more yeah. like in the arts yeah. so it'd be more like I can produce a full on set yeah, like yeah. I could do like stage production and mm. lights and I understand like how to do like more um, sound and like storyboarding for something that's going to be like a play mm. or something like that like that's more I, something I could do and feel confident in doing mm. but like if it was like I don't know a TV ad or something yeah. I'd probably yeah that's probably just not fair. my forte would you take it but, by, like project by project basis in that case so you wouldn't say that I'm the person that brings sound or does set specifically it's like do you think you approach projects in the way that's like whatever you see the project and then you can see what you can bring to it before, before you decide your role yeah kind of I mean I suppose when it comes to elephant room we're such a core foundation of in terms of our team set up mm. that we kind of already know who's going to lead on creative and who's going to lead on insight and who's going to lead on um I don't know uh, logistics and stuff mm. but I suppose with myself I always know that talent is all like is always needed mm. in any of those projects mm. so I always sort of take a lead on that mm. however if there is something I can contribute creatively or if you like you know consumer insight or whatever I'll definitely do that too because mm. there's definitely like an open space to do that too mm. but it's not something I'd say I'd um every time do mm. it's just something if, if I feel like I can contribute to that then I would mm. Okay, so I think that's a good insight on who you are. Mm. So speak about your journey in all of your creative roles in advertising. Um, I don't know how far back you want to go though. I know before mm. you were at Elephant Room. Yeah. You were at Iris. Iris, yeah. Mm-hmm. As were some of the people that you worked with, what you work with yeah. now. Um, but you did a few bits like um, Liberty and that kind of yeah. stuff too. Like, so, do you want to speak about the part yeah. that Liberty played or just what you're sort of like? Yeah, I mean, shout out Liberty, man. Like, they. Um, they were some people I met from early. Mm. So I met them in like 2014, I think. Mm, how old were you then? Uh, I, I think 19. Okay, yeah. And uh, I like, I didn't really understand what what they did. 
mm. for my niece I just knew that they were for young people mm. and as someone who again like was outside of London they sort of valued that that network that I had in Birmingham so I would always like if they had opportunities they'd send it me and be like oh we're looking for people outside of London and it was kind of that kind of relationship at first like just passing on things that was relevant for people outside of London but then I was just like nah I want to be in London though like I want to know more like what you're doing so I'd come up for like insight sessions I did a work experience with them and um, they were launching an internship and then I, I moved basically mm. for that internship and that was to get into marketing and advertising but aimed at people who weren't necessarily from that background yeah and then they um, still have that going on don't they yeah digify digify yeah just yeah. in case anyone wants to jump on that yeah yeah definitely apply and um yeah i met some amazing people there was 10 of us that got chosen in the end uh we done a two-month like sort of fast track mm. into advertising then then moved into iris and then i was at iris for about 10 months oh nice um and then yeah whilst i was at iris again i met some really cool people yeah and but then i suppose my experience there was just not something I felt like I could continue with long term yeah so I was super super grateful for the learnings and the connections and understandings that I bought or that that, that I sort of got taught and I think I think as well that's just something to like, advise to anyone if they're in any any situation whereby they feel like oh this is long man this needs to be over but you know what just soak in everything like a sponge and mm. learn as much as you can until your time is up and I think that's what I did. And then um, I met Dan, who was the CEO at Iris, and we developed a great rapport. And um, he would really, like, really, really champion everything I was doing outside of that. Uh, and then we just decided to leave and start a new business. <laughs> yeah. Really? That, yeah, that, that's kind of it. And then... So now the elephant room, and that's the elephant room, yeah. Okay, so do you, so you already explained what the elephant room is. Mm. Um, so how long has the elephant room been going on for? Okay, so the elephant room is eighteen months old. Okay, about eighteen, yeah, about eighteen months old. Uh, I say we officially, yeah, yeah, officially started trading in June. So that's kind of where we counted from. But me and Dan have been sort of planning like the site beginning of 2017 uh and then obviously we've got our, our like our, our core founding team mm. so all the rest of the co-founders are like katie chris and will then myself and dan uh and yeah like we're all just like we all just sort of filled in the missing pieces really to just build that team and we've got a core team now of seven shout out nikki and hannah and um we're a creative company that operate within the advertising world that's how i kind mm. of like to describe it because mm. although we do advertising and yes that's kind of where we all come from in terms of our background mm. it's not like there an is ad not, agency yeah it's not an, a traditional ad agency where yeah. you you know we produce above the line stuff and mm. we only do experiential this or whatever because it's like not really like we shot a music video earlier this year yeah like we do lots of great insight research pieces i mean like all of us are doing like mad different things like mm. i'm really into like culture and understanding uh sort of underground like definitely within like the black community as well and i feel like everything i do at the elephant room allows me to sort of feed into that and i feel like if i was at a traditional agency that maybe wouldn't be able to be the case 
Mm. Um, well, I could probably still do it, but not be able to combine the two anyway. But whereas with Elephant Room, if we're doing something, I can bring Guap on board or yeah. I can bring um, Girls Talk London on board. Or yeah. Whereas I don't feel like it would be as an easier process if I was at like a massive traditional agency. Mm. Um, and also as well, like just little things like it's kind of anything we want it to be. So like uh, Will's a writer. He does a lot of like contribution stuff to uh, like different zines and like trade press. And he talks about like, you know, like things that he feels like deemed relevant for like culture right now, and it, yeah, we just kind of like to operate in a, like an untraditional way and try to be like sort of future proof for where we mm, think the mm. industry is going. Yeah, there are a few agencies. I know one that I can think of in my head that do have the license. I'd say to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think, similar. like you're saying, is the need for it is kind of there. Mm. Like, it is there are ways to be part of. I don't know, traditional advertising, you don't really see it like the same way they show it in Mad Men anymore. The need for it to be like that is not, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's not set like that. You, yeah. need, you need to, things made for people that want to speak to other people. Yeah, definitely. You know, so. Yeah, and we just, we just try to be as like representative of society mm. as possible. And also as well, like we're moving into an age where people have portfolio careers, they're multifaceted, nobody wants to be siloed into one career goal like mm. people want to be art directors but then people also want to be i don't know i don't know copywriters and people also want to yeah. be event like organizers and mm-hmm. they want to do event organizing but they also want to contribute to like influencer marketing because mm. they're super clued up on what's popping like do you know what i mean and it's yeah. like we allow people to sort of feed their skill sets wherever deemed necessary rather than boxing them into like this is what you need to do and then we're mm. also big on like flexible working like not everything is done from an office space and you know just stuff like that yeah okay so you explained a lot of um who works here what is the ethos that you think ties tied you and down together and then the other co-founders eventually like, what do you think you guys have in common about the way you create the things you make the things mm-hmm. you talk about, what you think is important, that you're sort of like, yeah, we have to work together because this needs to be made, needs to be put out there, or these people need opportunities to see this, or do you know? I think that like the shared, the shared vision or the shared ethos between us all is that we genuinely want to see change across the industry, and not just in like sort of like people talk about like this whole DNI space, like the diversity and inclusion, mm. not just that, but just in creative as well, like. We want to see, like, sick work. We want to see sick people doing it behind the work. We want to see people that are representative of the work and in the work. And it's just, like, because we're all so passionate about that, we're all willing to bring our skill sets in and think about, okay, how can I contribute to making that change? Mm. And I don't think it's something that either any of us are lazy with either. Like, it's not like, oh, yeah, that's enough. Like, we've done it once, like, cool, finished. Like, nah, like, we want to do it for the next 10, 15, 20 years. So Mm. it's something we want to set up and really continue to push. And also I think as well, like, we all are really... What's what's the word? Not passionate, but... Uh, excited about potential yeah. like we love the idea of being able to offer someone something they've never had before or mm. or give access to something or some like any type of thing that 
leads mm. to a greater a greater being or mm. a greater good or whatever and it it sounds like quite like to me it sounds like oh like so cliche like you just want to like please it's not, it's not even really about pleasing everyone it's just about it's just about making sick work amongst people that you really really like and that mm. you can help really like when when you look at it what then what tied me and dan together was more so like dan I always say like he's a future thinker and he's someone that's really passionate about business about creativity about advertising but he understands that even though he's been in the game for like 14 15 years deep he is not the only one that is passionate about that so mm. he has to understand someone different or what's going on because he can't do it by himself so when he met me he was just like yep like tell me what's going on because whatever's going on That's in your amazing. world is probably not going on in my world and mm. i need to know like do you know what I mean? And I was like, sick. Like, you really care? Like, he's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, he was like, like, yeah, I want to know. Like, and he said, it's, it's an amazing thing because now, like, Dan's like, uh, you know, mad, uh, mad cool with Ibrahim from Guap mm. and like become like now his mentor. And, and like, that, that's, that's something that maybe he wouldn't have been able to have access to someone yeah. like Ibrahim if he was just like still in his old position but now he's like he's still learning and he's yeah. constantly helping other people grow and mm. I think he's really passionate about that too mm. so yeah do you think there's a, um, a hierarchy amongst you guys not like a massive one or negative one even just some sort of chain of lead uh, or like you need to certain person sort of pictures yeah. and then you guys follow you know, in terms of like making yeah. things i definitely think like there is different powers okay of responsibility yeah within the five of us mm. who are the core well the one well, no, the seven of us are the core but like the co-founders i should say mm. and a hundred percent think that obviously if anyone knows the idea of business that whoever's doing sort of the numbers in the background has a massive responsibility because you know that's the numbers and I, I can hold my hand up and say I don't do the numbers because mm. that's just not my thing but at the same time like that doesn't make it less that doesn't make my position any less important or any less valuable it just means that I have a very different role and my uh, power I should say within the company is the talent like I, I, like I have to be on the ball and if I'm not then I'm just I'm, I'm probably not that valuable so there's a big responsibility there to make sure that I'm constantly doing what I need to be doing but then I also think in terms of hierarchy I don't really look at it like that we don't really look at it like a food chain mm. like and that's how I that's why I, I, do you remember food chains at school yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I always think of food chains yeah yeah and that's how I used to think of it in when I was at my audience. I'm like, I'm not a part of this. Food. I'm not really on that food chain malarkey, yeah. you know, because I'm not trying to be anybody's prey. Like, I'm not like, do you know what I mean? Like, Hilarious. I'm not really on that. So I kind of look at it more like a, um, like a, like, I look at it like a chain, but not a food chain. Mm. I just like a, more of like a link. So it's just like, uh, if there's a missing link, we need to fill it. Yeah. So it's just like, but we everything still always needs to be a straight line. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's kind of how I see. It. I'm like using my hands. These people kind of see my hands, but like um, uh, that's how I see it. And I do think that there is definitely certain things that I, I again, I still don't know. Um, in terms of like 
the advertising industry because I've only been there for mm. two years and Dan being there for 15 years, Katie and Chris being in there for 10, Will being in there for like eight, they're teaching me so much because they've still been in the industry longer mm. than I have. But then at the same time, just because I haven't been in the industry very long, I have been doing my thing for a very long time. So yeah. I, there's yeah. still things that I teach them also. So I think it's just like a sort of... Um, it's all a it's all a teaching and learning and unlearning process like for all of us when it comes to that sort of powers and then there's powers and responsibility and that's how we look at it more like a chain rather yeah. than a food chain and rather than saying there's a hierarchy we just know that we're all co-founders so we have a core responsibility mm. do you um as i say did you say how old you were when you were at iris uh started at iris when i was 22 Okay, so you would be the same age as me. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's worth saying, I don't know, I think it's worth saying that Shani is two years older than me. Yeah. So it's funny, you call me your peer, but I don't see you as my peer at all. I see you as... What? I don't. I, don't, I do and I don't. For okay. example, um, we are in that the group chat together, mm-hmm. um, the people of colour group chat. Yeah, and shout, out Puck. <laughs> yeah. shout out Puck. Um, and we went to the event on Tuesday and I saw you there and of course in those settings I see you as my peer and all the people in the room as my peers because we're on the same sort of I guess playing field playing field mm. the same kind of we'll have the same I don't want to use the word ethos again but we have the same, we have the same goals for yeah, the yeah. industry you yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. but in a setting like this I definitely see you as um, someone to learn from I see you more of a mentor figure I don't see you as, because I think even if we were of the same, the same age I think if you how you manage to use your time it's different do you know I mean yeah yeah the things you've managed to sort of come up with in your time i don't think that's down to skill whatever i think that's down to opportunity skill or different um skill sets even yeah, so, so i think that exactly it's different skill sets so for example where someone might think that where i might think that oh i'm for example i also applied for digitify okay cool. and i might have been the same age as you in fact i think i was about 20 but I didn't get through. Okay. So it'd be interesting to sort of compare stories. But like, I remember I went for the um, interview, like I sent in my CV and I was sort of like, yeah, totally. I don't know if I was like, I think. So was this in 2016? Yeah. Yeah, you had just finished it. Cause I checked, I checked the timeline. So I think it was literally the next cohort after oh, yours. Right, okay, yeah, so would you would have done it from January to March. And yeah, I remember yeah, I yeah. went for the interview in March of 2016. Right, okay, yeah, so it would have been for the April cohort. So um, what happened was, I think when I sent off my CV, I didn't expect them to really like respond to it. But when they responded to it, I was like, yeah, I'm really good at speaking. They're gonna love me. <laughs> They're gonna love me. But this is the thing, I got there and I was super like confident when I was chatting to the girls, all charismatic and bubbly. Yeah. But I got in there and they were asking me questions. And I literally, that was the first time in my entire life that I did not recognize the person that was sitting in the chair. Like I was acting like I was so small, like I had nothing to offer. Like, I thought all my answers were stupid. I think that's the time I really realised in my head that I have a thing about thinking that I'm not doing enough. Mm. So even the things that I am doing, I don't project. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I diminished so much of all the things I had to offer that I think it didn't come across. So then when it came to time for us to be able to do a written part of the interview too, mm. I thought that maybe that would carry me, but I know that my personality did not transcend. I did not seem like I was ready for it. I did not know seem like I knew who I was. And then I was hiding so much of what, people see today yeah, 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 that yeah. I had then I was hiding so much of it inside you know so that's what I'm saying different skill sets in that but, well you would have been two years older than me but 
different timing for different people, do you know? Mm. Like, you, we could have been the same age, but someone might think that, oh, um, because I've maybe done, an, I don't know, internship at another place, whatever, maybe you might, do you know what I mean? Oh, the girls that sit on the sofa with me, they were even a bit like, they thought that I was like, gonna get it because I was so bubbly with them, do you know what I mean? Oh, but they right. didn't know how I had gone in the room, and I was like, yeah, you guys don't know, and I think that's the thing right. about, um, everyone's sort of things to learn and take away from the industry and how you sort of your journey is different and i think that's why it's good to have these conversations yeah 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 because 100 no, i think every time i sit down with somebody and you think that you might have an idea of some of the um journey mm-hmm. you're always surprised by a certain element yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. it's good for young people to hear that sort of in comparing us to even there's two different, do you mean, outcomes yeah, of the same thing. Like, and, like, and I think that... You did really well, and it, and it took you on to somewhere else and the rest of it. Yeah, like, and yeah. Like, yeah. And I think... Um, I think... And also, as well, like, did you did you find it was, like... I mean, it was, am- it was amazing, but it's not it's not for everyone. Exactly. Like, do you know what I mean? And, exactly. Um, it's like university, it's not for everyone. Yeah, do you know exactly. what I mean? And, like, there's some people that, you know, they, they do internship after internship after internship and still can't break yeah. into the industry mm-hmm. and then there's some people that do one for like one month and it's like boom some people you know have I mean? to work in partnerships because that's their thing yeah, some exactly. people have to some people can choose any job they want whilst working alone because people want them and what they have to offer so i yeah. think um also when i spoke to carol um david's that is a shout her she's the person that introduced you and i mm-hmm. she was saying to me um uh, she was speaking to me about the campaign the type of campaign briefs that she does well on and she was speaking about a time when she moved on to um be i think creative director somewhere else but she had she didn't think that she that that was her forte in briefs like the type the type of brand she was getting and she Mm. knows her type of brands yeah yeah yeah. and i thought that was very interesting because i up until then i'd sort of been of the thought that you're supposed to be good at everything at whatever brand like whatever brief they give you even though even I get it if I would get it if it was sort of like they're not giving you enough rain to sort mm-hmm. of do something spectacular but I thought I didn't mm-hmm. know that it worked by even what kind of brand it was mm-hmm. I didn't know that if you had an aftershave brand to a cereal brand to a women's underwear brand yeah, yeah, yeah shampoo yeah. whatever it changes on yeah, how yeah, do you yeah. I mean I literally thought that doesn't matter if it's a men's aftershave brand you, you should, be should be able to just bang find it the out. insight bang it out and make something that could be award-winning and yeah. I think that was really comforting to know that you yeah. might actually not be the person that gets yeah 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 you might not get the the Jimmy you might be really good at a sports brand but you yeah, might yeah. not that be that, that good at cereal 100%. brand 100% and, and think, that's nice Jimmy I think you just have like a mad high expectation like, like your standards are mad high <laughs> <laughs> like like, like that, that just that that's what that just tells me like your expectation of yourself and of just anything in terms of output is like that's a whole other conversation honestly (laughs) and and again like that's it like obviously that's amazing that's fine but what you find is like people like that because i also know another guy who's like that you tend to like hold things to your chest and sometimes you just have to let the world out there and make them be the judge of it because something you think is shit might be so sick to someone else and they're like yo this is a bad like this is lit and you might think huh like this is not sick and it's yeah, like I don't do that. That, like, I like, do that there's like there are people out there and there will be people, more people out there that think oh my gosh this is amazing and and, I, and and as well as like to your point about the peer thing i feel i feel like honestly anyone between the ages of i'd say about 21 to 32 
is my PM, I think. I, I, in just age wise, peer, that's my peer. And I think, <laughs> and I think whether they be mad, mad, stormsy levels of successful to not even there yet, don't really know what they want to do. I don't consider myself more successful or less because I think everyone has their goals and their timing yeah. and I can't judge that. But their so peers will always be that. And, and, and even if it is in a mentorship way, like, yeah, like you know, I get mentored by my peers all the time. Like that's that's a minor as well. Like mm. even seeing it like that, and I think for anyone again who's listening, I just think as well, like stay inspired by the things that you wish to achieve, because I feel like a lot of people compare themselves to people, and then it doesn't inspire them. It 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 kind of deflates them, or they feel like they're not doing enough or moving quick enough. But the way how I see it is just like. I know what I want to do or become or accomplish and that's what inspires me to do more and everyone else I see around me doing stuff is just is almost like oh sick motivation like mm. motivation like I don't really compare myself I don't spend too much time analyzing Which is good, yeah. I don't really look at this person and think okay yeah I'm gonna do this I'm just like staying inspired by what I know I'm trying to accomplish because I'm not there yet mm. and that's what sort of keeps me moving forward and I think, yeah, it's just important that everyone like knows that and finds that their niche or or their thing that like I know now I'm 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 good at spotting potential and talent. Yeah. Like I know that now. Like that's my that's my thing. Like, I know if someone is sick. Like I just know. <laughs> like I, I don't know how I know, but I just know now. Yeah. And I know that now because of like the alumni of what whoever I've chosen to do something or mm. the work of the output that that's mm. been if I'm behind that I know I'm like yes I knew it like I knew yeah. it like, I knew that person was going to be sick or I knew that person would be sick for that I knew this person would do that I just, and it's like it's just like spotting potential and I and I, I used to think that don't everyone do that like don't everyone like give jobs and opportunities mm. but actually it's, it's a it's a skill and mm. every, not ever Dan has it as well because mm. Dan did it with me yeah. He's, he well, not in like a big headache, no, but no, it's like, that was you know what I mean? Like he, I mean. he, he, he spotted something that I couldn't even see, mm. and then he was just like, "Yeah, you're gonna be able to do it. Trust me." And I was like, "Yeah." And I was like, and then now I've proved him right, so he now thinks, "Yeah, I can, I can yeah. spot potential." So <laughs> he, he, he knows now. He's like, "Yeah, I know that I'm good at it because this person's, this person was right, or this person's proved me right." Mm. Which is definitely Delicious. a skill. It's amazing. Um, I know you've, we've got to get out of here now. So, um, what's the most? There's no rush though. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Shout out for the girl waiting in reception. Love. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, what is the most exciting thing that you think you've? Uh, no, two top. It's most exciting. Actually, no. How do I do this? Because I, I kind of want something from the elephant room, but I want something from from Guap as well. So mm. I'm just gonna put it out there that every time I go to say Guap, I go to say Goo Wop. Because up until like an hour ago, I thought it was Goo Wop. So um, you know, but I'm changing my ways now. So <laughs> I want an exciting thing from Guap, and exciting thing from um, the elephant room. So an exciting thing is in like it's an exciting thing for me or like something that's coming. Like up for you, for you, like the most exciting thing that you think, yeah, like for a project that's something that that's I've done. really yes been so good to be part of I really wanted to put that out and that's something that like yeah I'm so happy we did that 
Okay, so cliche, yeah. This mm. is going to be so cliche. But Elephant Room, yeah, just the business itself, I swear to you, right, when me and Dan were talking, I tell you no lie, I did not think that this would be what it is, like the Elephant Room itself. We didn't even have a name. Mm. Like, it wasn't even something we were just saying the thing yeah. <laughs> like for for like good two three months the thing yeah. like so i feel like the fact that i've been able to be a part of nothing to something like the elephant room now that people can talk about and recommend to their friends to come and chat to or intern at or some anything like yeah i'd find them like too. that is that to me it's still it's still mad like it's still like even some people like will low-key be like so you know that company you work for I'm like you mean my company like, yeah, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean I'm like that's that that's wild so and like the fact that I'm getting so much amazing opportunities through just creating that and building a team like that is is phenomenal so that's something that I think just just the accomplishment of Elephant Room itself and Guap um I don't know, like, I think everything we work on is amazing. Uh, shout out, though. That was more um, cliche than the first yeah, one. No, wait, 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 I was going to say, <laughs> okay. but I was going to say, however, shout out issue, issue seven that I directed, mm. which is our first ever music G-list. Mm-hmm. And now the Judas is just yeah yeah it's a massive deal it's sick like people yeah. want to be on it now so yeah. that to me gives me a lot of confidence in my abilities and also just in what we've created mm. from the idea when Ibrahim was like yeah this is it da 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 but um I don't know when this podcast is coming out when it's due to get released but I'm, I'm gonna, gonna finish editing it <laughs> um I'm gonna give a a little bit Why of an exc- a little bit of an exclusive. Oh, okay. Um, oh, you heard it here. For- I wish I had bombs. <laughs> I wish I had bombs right now. <laughs> a little bit of an exclusive. Yeah, we're about to release for first ever, um, like we've ever done it, and no one's done it. Um, called the blacklist, which is gonna be highlighting a hundred, uh, sick, sick, sick people, uh, who are black or. Um, of black mixed heritage within the UK within science, publishing, advertising music, film, PR entrepreneur, activism it goes on and that is an idea that I came up with just a couple of, a couple of months back and to be able to see that now like we've been we're going through the branding and picking the like the people mm. is sick so when that gets released everyone I'm really, I'm really excited for that I'm really um, happy about that uh yeah, and that and the aim is that to like I mean it's not like, obviously it's for Black History Month, but it is definitely for the youngest who are out there that feel like they don't ever really get to see role models or reflections of themselves in positions doing things who are like them, mm. and this is about showcasing people who are in science or engineering, or who are in law or who are in finance or people who think because a lot a lot of the time I'm like, I'm not creative like you but I'm like you don't have to be creative like you can mm. just just be doing your own thing in it and like so comments like that don't have to be like you know said in passing and it can just people can see themselves and be happy that other people are doing stuff that they like too so I'm really happy about that 
um so yeah look out for it I'm definitely looking out for that um so i guess that's everything i feel like i should give you a big in- outro because i didn't give you a big intro so <laughs> you have been the amazing the person i look up to the the um talent and brand manager at guap magazine the woman does everything the um we also do talent at the elephant room and i'm sure there's more to your title so this is not a very good outro anymore <laughs> nah, he's, he's talent, he's doing talent, girls right? talk doing all sorts of events the um the creator of the guest list uh mm-hmm. chain email the person that puts everybody on and picks <laughs> people up honestly in like the two i think i've known for two weeks but honestly i'm i think i've been on to you so much <laughs> since i met you and it's more than i am with most people because oh. you're just so amazing and genuine and just a lovely person and just oh, someone that's good you. at what they do so thank you so much for talking to me and putting out your wisdom to other young people we're definitely going to push this um, episode hard um shani miz ah thank you that's 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 so lovely hand applause so... i've never hand applauded anything but you know <laughs> we're so comfortable <laughs> now nah, that's so so lovely thank you so much and yeah just anyone who wants to join the guest list shout out anthea anthea will sort you out <laughs> and um also if anyone wants to um you should be plugging your event right now so oh yeah oh my god october yeah you plug yours first 24th of october i want to plug yours first 24th of october Amphi's doing the junior mixer again. Anyone who needs to <clears throat> needs to be there should be there. Anyone who should be there needs to be there. And thirtieth um, of October, Black History Month special. Girls, let's talk with Amanda. Be Amazing. There. Amazing. I just want to add to my event. Um, it's being held at Mr. You know what? That was definitely something I need to do. So um, it's LFA Time Podcast. So this um, platform, um, this podcast is collaborating with my mentors platform. Um, being held at Mr. President, um, 6.30 to 9 for young people who are creatively inclined, um, young people who want to get into advertising, um, but don't understand the roles, just people that need to hear more about it and want to hear from, um, junior creatives. Um, some sick people are going to be sharing their work and then, you know, a portion to talk, have a chat, um, sort of like this, but between all of us and then, um, um, a portion to mingle. You can ask some of the people that are in the room for advice and also you can see the inside of, um, Mr. President, well, the building because um you know it's an ad agency so if you're a young person that knows somebody or if you know of any young people your brothers your sisters your cousins tell them and um thanks for listening <laughs> Big up.